Welcome to the New Life Millbrook Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please visit nlmillbrook.com. Well, let's go ahead and jump into today's uh, topic. I'm sure none of you can guess what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, but we'll be talking about, obviously, the birth of Jesus. I'm not going to be long-winded today. I promised everybody that we would be out as soon as possible, and, and I tend, attend on, intend on keeping that promise. It is that time of year where either you have a family tradition or not. For today, some people will open up gifts. Tomorrow, some people open up gifts. Maybe you open up a gift every week or every, every day leading up to it, whatever it is. But it's that that time where we get ready to open up gifts and to give gifts, as Pastor Marsha said during the offering, and it's an incredible time. It's also a stressful time. Uh, recently, I was in a Target, and I saw the look of just panic across the sea of men's faces um, trying to figure out what to do. And it was so crazy, EJ. I saw one guy, uh, he was looking at Stanley Cups, I'm guessing, for his wife, and he just went like this and scooped the whole thing into his car and pushed away. I guess he figured she would like one of them or all of them. I'm not quite sure, but it's that panic. And, and some of us have different ways of doing Christmas gifts and, and presents. My daughter, when you asked her the dreaded question, uh, what do you want for Christmas? She gave us over 200 items. And you know what's crazy is that when we have this idea of gift giving, there's that thing that we ask ourselves, and that is, uh, do they need it? Uh, will they like it? And does it fit? And as you're walking around trying to figure out somebody's outfit, you hold it up and, and you try to picture them in that outfit. You picture them in that shirt. You, you guesstimate their size if you don't have it, and, you, and it all works. Like, okay, does this look like something my mom would wear? Does it look like something she needs, or does she have 85 of these? Will she match Heidi identically? Like, all of those things, because they probably already have that outfit. And it works great. When somebody says, I need a shirt, that's what you do. You, you, you guesstimate, and you do all that. It works good until Dad says, all he wants is socks and underwear, and you just, you just close your eyes. You don't picture. You just move on. Um, and we go from there. Some of us have different things. We have huge lists. We have small lists. And, and you begin this process, some of you guys in November, beginning that dreaded question, what do you want for Christmas? And, and as we get ready to celebrate Christmas today and tomorrow, that has been the question that you have probably been asked once, twice, three times, four times, 15 times from random people or your, your own family. What do you want for Christmas? And this is where we find ourselves today, is that we have those three things checked off. Because when, when God looked in John 3.16, he gave his son. It was the gift that we needed. Because Romans tells us that all have sinned and fallen short. And it tells us the wages of that sin is death. But this gift of God is eternal life. Jesus was the check mark on the gift we needed we needed to have him in our lives. Otherwise, we were doomed for failure for all eternity. Does it fit? Did Jesus fit? And that's the next question we have to ask ourselves. Because when I look at it, the Bible tells us that we are part of the body of Christ and every part has a perfect fit. 
Jesus is, is the only gift that we can look at as we, we wrap up. It's the most bizarre analogy that the New Testament gives us because it tells us that we are in Christ. And at the same time, it says that Christ is in us. There's this idea that it fits so wonderful like a suit and a, or a dress that it just hits every aspect that you could possibly have because when you're in Christ and he is in you, you don't know where one ends and one begins. There is this meshing and molding of a perfect fit. Unlike me, whenever I'm living in the world and I have sin in my life, it's this whole idea where I have to explain, that's not me. You know my heart. That's not what I would do, but I did it. It doesn't mean that's who I am. I just made this mistake. But with Jesus, it molds so well. When somebody looks at you and you hit that uh, home run with Jesus, you're like, yes, that's who I am. I am a giver. I am kind. I am loving. I am patient. I am peace. All the check marks, he's the perfect fit. And then, and then we, we go into this next part. Part, and this is the part that gets us. Is he the gift that we want? And this is where we begin to split. All humanity needed Jesus. All humanity has a perfect fit with Jesus. But the crazy part is not all humanity wanted Jesus. You know, you can give a gift that somebody needs, and you can give them a gift that they might fit into, but do they actually want the gift? My kids could need socks and underwear that could get their size, but if you go, Merry Christmas, here's socks, they're probably not going to be thrilled. Because they want video games, they want necklaces, they want makeup, and, and they want steering wheels for their video games, and all of these things that compile into what they want. But do you want Jesus this season? Because that wasn't the case for all humanity. In Luke chapter 1, we see that as, as Jesus is getting announced, that Gabriel was sent to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And as the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. She saw him. She was troubled, saying, What manner of greeting is this? And the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus, and he will be great and be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be? And the angel said, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, and therefore that Holy One will be called the Son of God. And as we fast forward through, the whole idea comes apart in, in Luke chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, so all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, as they were standing there, and her days were completed for her to be delivered, she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for him in the inn. This right here is the very first part when we see the birth of Jesus where 
there was no space for him. We find ourselves in this holiday season cluttered, cluttered with all the things we think we want, all the things we think we need, all the things that we think will fit. But can I tell you today, he is the reason why you are here today. He is the reason for everything that we do. He fits perfect. He's exactly what you need. And I promise you, if you make him the desire of your heart and you want him, he comes in with all glory and all power to redeem all mankind today. We don't just celebrate a birth of a baby. We celebrate the gift that we all needed. And today, as we walk through and you, you continue this process and we get ready to do communion, and Pastor Allen's coming up to, to break the bread for us as we demonstrate these things, we begin to have this reflection moment. Is he the gift we want? Is he what we will have hoped for? Is he what we have needed? Is he what we want to fit into our lives, or are we too busy? Are we too consumed with our own things? As we open up the gifts that will fade, as we all know, we spend so much time wrapping something that gets torn to shreds in a matter of seconds. We go shopping for boxes that we worked hard for that will be burned later on. And in just a few short weeks and months, and maybe even if you're lucky next Christmas, Almost everything that you give will be recycled, donated, or thrown away or broken. But Jesus is something that perpetually stays fresh in every season of your life. The reason why we continue to tell people to talk about Jesus is because he's the gift that never stops. And it's always going to fit when you're in the most lowest parts of your life. In the darkest and deepest parts of depression, he is the light that brings you out. When you're on the mountaintop of success, he is the one that continues to push you further than you thought you could ever be. When you need a comforter, he is the best friend that you could ever possibly hope for. And can I tell you, when you're dealing with issues of this world and in the darkness that it takes place, he is the love that casts out all fear. Today, I ask you, do you want him in your life? Do you want him as the gift from God? And this is where we find ourselves stuck. A lot of times we reach for the hand of God and not the heart of God. We look for his gifts in a very materialistic way, but his heart was to always make you a better version of yourself. So today give him that gift. Give him your heart. He's already given you the access he has given you the gift of all eternity. And here's the beautiful part today, is that we also get to give him a gift. We get to give him us. We get to give him our lives. We get to give him our hearts. We get to give him all of us today and say, yes, we want you, because he's already said he wanted you. God, we need you. And he says, I've already chosen you. We say, God, you're a perfect fit for us. And he says, I know, I made you. You're a perfect fit with me. Together we exist beautifully, where no one will know where you start, and no one will see where I end. We mesh wonderfully. Give him your heart today, because he's already given you his gift. Amen? Pastor Alan's coming up. He's going to go ahead and break us, break the bread for communion as we get ready to pray. And this is this moment right now as we get ready to, to, to serve the elements of communion, and we'll walk through all of that, where we get to do some reflection time. The Apostle Paul tells us to, to reflect before you partake. 
And there's this idea of looking back at where we were before Jesus and where we are before this moment. Go, God, is there anything unclean in me that I need to fix? And you know what's great? You can't fix it. You've tried and you failed. So now you get to look back at God. Is there anything unclean to me that you can fix, that you can change, that you can adjust, that you can, can make better? And he can undo all the issues of life. He can make everything better. He's the only fixer that can ever fix this rundown building of a body that I call home. And he can fix all situations in your life. But we've got to stop and pause. We stop and pause because we get to look back and go, this is my problem. This was my issue. This was my filth. And you, oh God, in everything sent your son to die for me, knowing what I would become. And so, yes, we accept you and we love you and we need you. Forgive me of my sins and my trespasses today, oh God. Make me fresh and make me new. I need you now more than ever. So at this time, we're going to have our ushers come on up, and they're going to be ready to, to serve the elements of communion. And then we'll walk through when to take it as, a, as a one big family. After we do the elements of communion, our wonderful worship team is going to come back up and sing a dismissal song. And what a dismissal song means is as they sing, you get to leave. If you want to stay and raise your hands, you can. If you want to high-five your neighbor and welcome them in a wonderful Merry Christmas, you can do that too. And when they get to sing, you can stay, you can leave, but there will be it. At this time, the ushers are getting ready to pass the communion. And today's scriptures I want to pull out of is in Luke chapter 22 as they get ready to serve you. And it says that when he had sat down with the apostles getting ready to die and being ready to be betrayed by both Judas and Peter, with fervent desire, he says, I have desire to eat this Passover with you. Before I suffer, I say to you, I will no longer eat of this until the fulfillment of this kingdom. And in this moment, he took the cup and he began to pass it around. And he began to tell the disciples that this is my blood. Knowing what he's about to witness, knowing that he has been serving and living this life for 33 years, that his time was coming to a close, that his whole moment of life and his existence was at this moment. Can you imagine living life for a single moment? Jesus knew that his moment was coming up. He has healed. He has saved. He has uh, revived. He has raised people from the dead. He has loved the unlovable, and he has blessed those who have cursed him. And now, at the very end of it all, he's getting ready to, to pass the cup to shed his blood. And it's through this moment that we get to look at this and say, it is the blood of Jesus that saves us. It's the blood of Jesus that restores us. It is the blood of Jesus that covers all of our sin. I told you earlier that in, in Romans it says that all of us have sinned and all of us have fallen short, which is a very true statement. And for thousands of years, they would sacrifice a lamb to just cover the, the sin. But it never removed it. It just hid it. And every, every year they would hide the sin. And they would hide the sin. But you know what's crazy about life is you can sweep dirt under the rug for only so long before you trip over it. And humanity continues to trip time and time and time again. And this holiday season, Christmas, Jesus is sent as the gift 
that takes away the lamb because he becomes the lamb. And it is in his blood that doesn't hide our sin. It removes our sin. Every time we get ready to do communion and we get ready to take the blood of Jesus in, in, in the form of juice, we have to remind ourselves, this is not covering up what I did. It removes. We celebrate this because it's a brand new start. Just like it's a brand new calendar year and if you fell off your diets and you fell off your, 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 your yearly plans, you get a brand new start January 1. Every time we celebrate the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus, it's a brand new start for each and every one of us. Amen? We're going to pray and then we're going to partake. Heavenly God, we just thank you for this, this moment. We thank you for the, the blood that was shed. It is the blood that removes all of our sins. It removes the sins that we have committed willfully and the ones that we've done accidentally. And that we today, God, say that we need you, Jesus. We want you, Jesus. You are everything that we have ever hoped for. The perfect fit that doesn't expire every year, but one that stays true. And today we take this, this juice, uh, reminding us of the blood that you shared today. In Jesus' name, let's take. Likewise, he took the bread and he said, this is my body. That's about to be broken for you. You know what's beautiful about the season? It's a giving season. It's a gift-giving season. But at the same time, unfortunately, it's a sick season. So many people are sick. So many people have issues in their bodies. And it says that my body was broken for you. It is by his stripes today that we are healed. And if you have sickness in your body, he, he took stripes and bore them for you. If you have sickness in your heart, the stripes are there for you. If you have sickness in your mind, the stripes are there for you. Whatever you need today, he is that answer. So today, Jesus, we say thank you for breaking willfully and, and purposefully, giving up yourself today, breaking your body, being a sacrifice for us all. We just thank you that as we are, your body was broken, you said yes to it so that we could say yes to your healing today. And we give you all the praise and we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. At this time, our, our wonderful worship team is going to come up and sing a song. I promised you guys 11 o'clock. I delivered 11 o'clock with some time to spare for transitions. I want to say thank you guys so much for being here. Next Sunday, we will not be having a service. As uh, Linda said, uh, we will be going out of town um, and, and celebrating the holidays but understand that in the next few weeks, we're going to begin starting our, our uh, yearly fast to get ready to, to celebrate this year and set it off in the right way. So um, think about prayerfully considering what it is that God's asking of you to give up, whether it's food or electronics or specific types of food or specific types of drinks or whatever it is. Um, you, church is not something you can fast. Um, that's off the list. So don't be like, I'm not going to church the whole month. I'm fasting it. No, that's not what we're doing. Um, and the exact opposite is you should be praying more and being more connected over the season. Amen. All right, worship team.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Have a great week.